Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to Podcast Room 303. Introducing one co-host with more nuggets than Chick-fil-A, Nick Morahan. Executive producer until we find someone better, Eric Washington. Nobody really knows what he does around here. Nevada Putnam. And now, the single greatest thing to happen to hosting in history, Jermaine Antonio Colon Mendez. On with the show. Woo-wee! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Podcast Room 303, episode 208. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. On today's episode, we'll be getting into Pop Culture Pick'em, Top 5 2000s Artists. I should probably should have looked at that pre-show, huh? Uh, we'll get into head-to-head review, uh, Nick's uh, Something Cool of the Week, Batting Average Update, What the Fuck Headline, and then our main topic will be NFL Futures for the AFC West. How are you doing this evening, Nick? Uh, good. Yesterday started some of the best or the best week. Oh. Did we, did we just lose Mans again? So I I actually think this was him. I think he clicked back on his own page. <laughs> I, clicked, I clicked on another page because Google does this start your journey. Oh, Jesus. Nobody ever said I was computer savvy. Uh, it, yesterday started the best week in, in television. Uh, for the last, I think it is 12 years, Shark Week uh, on the Discovery Channel is now active. Um, and, oh, and you you can't have sex? I can't have sex, no. Unfortunately not. It's a whole week of sharks. <laughs> oh, all right. How are you doing this evening, Derek? Uh Doing good. I was trying to find a... Every time I hear the word Shark Week, I think of... Can you guys remember the, the movie where they go like, Shark Bait, ooh, ah. What movie is that? Finding Nemo? I guess that's what it is. I always think of that when I hear people like, it's Shark Week. I just think of that, and it just takes my mind. I just wander off after I hear that. But no, doing good. Got a great show coming up. I'm off today. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we're going to do something that we don't normally do on this. I'm going to tell you how I'm doing this week. And it doesn't matter. I had already paused, so perfect timing. Uh, no, so I was at McDonald's today. Oh, yeah. I'm there with a coworker, and female I, coworker? No, just 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 a homie. And so, I'm, <laughs> either way, it's still just McDonald's dog. <laughs> so I walk in, and there's this father and son. Right, father's got to be about I don't know, forty two, forty. No, he's probably a little older. Closer to 50. Son's about like 16, 17, probably. And they're talking to the manager. And the manager looks massively annoyed. Just just kind of an older Mexican lady. The dude starts unbandaging his son in the McDonald's. <laughs> so keep in mind, at this point, I have no fucking idea what's happening. Is, it, just, a, is it a cast? No, no. It's like, like white... Um, Kind of like the white gauze type wrapping. Okay. 
right? right? So yeah. he's undoing that. It's getting obsessively long. And I'm like, what the fuck did he wrap up? And why is he unwrapping in McDonald's where I'm about to probably eat some food, you sicko? So the manager moves over, waves them over. I get waved over to the other side of the manager like as I'm walking by. <laughs> the dad is showing what I now have understood to be a burn from a French fry, right? On the young man's forearm. And the manager laughs. And she's just like, what are you talking about? I can't see it. <laughs> so now so now I'm trying not to laugh in public at this right. dude. whose poor, innocent child has been scarred by this massively hot french fry. Uh, So the back and forth keeps going. I get my food. I'm sitting down. And the lady comes out. She's like, okay. So we have – I couldn't – I didn't hear this part. But it's like essentially it's a medical response team. Right? So a medical response (laughs) team can be here in 45 minutes. Only the best of the best. (laughs) Bro, drama docs, McDonald's drama docs. We should write a movie about this, dude. That's how ridiculous that was. So (laughs) she says we have a medical response team, essentially, but it's called, you know, something. It's probably called Mick Trauma Team or something. And she's like, it'll be here in 45 minutes to an hour. And the dude had nothing better to do with his time than to potentially get the free McDonald's that he had just paid for. Um, (laughs) Said, yeah, if they're not here by 1330, I'm leaving. And I was just like, dog, you should leave now. (laughs) Not only that, he didn't say I'm leaving and going home. He said, I'm leaving and going to an urgent care. Sir, they're on the way. We have Ronald McDoctor on the way, and is and is they're getting lifelight here right now, bro. Going to urgent care for a burn that she could not see. Mix surgery, get him into mix surgery, mix stat. Oh man, dude, I I'm at a loss. Like what? Amazing. I couldn't help but think to myself, right? Because it's it's become very popular in the lexicon of social media. But I was like, this is the most beta shit I've ever seen. Yeah, dude's a cock. And he's teaching his kid that on top of it, right? For whatever incentive they're trying to get. They're trying to game the system. But in like the most beta way possible, at least get hit by a car and then sue the insurance company. You know, what, you know what or I mean? take a fall when you don't see a wet floor sign or something. I, it was, it was. I, I love it. I would see ultimate troll right for a little French fry burn, and he just, he has just like, like his son mummy mummified up, bro. He's got. A whole production going. He's got this entire McDonald's leaning in and feeding into this whole scenario while people are legitimately just trying to get their orders, whether it be drive through or in person. I'm like, 
you have got to be shitting me. This manager is like, I have so many other things I could be doing. That's, that's amazing. Just out of curiosity, I'm almost positive we're all going to have the same answer here. Because uh, I know what my dad would do. But if I walked up to my dad and I wasn't like near death, like my jugular wasn't exposed or a bone wasn't popping out, what would they always tell you? Either rub some dirt on it or I'll break something else on you like to make you stop thinking about that pain. Like It was never, let's set up the, the McDonald's manager for a million-dollar lawsuit. That was like, oh, you broke your hand? Let me break the other ones and you stop crying about it. I, I guarantee you if I walked up to my dad and I was like, I burned my arm with a McDonald's french <laughs> fry, he'd be like, one, let him cool down, dumbass. Two, I didn't know your mouth was located on your arm. My dad wouldn't even say anything. He would just laugh. He would my just dad laugh. Like, my dad would be like, just deadpan. He'd be like, I didn't know your mouth was on your arm. <laughs> oh, dude, I was so annoyed today. Like, watching that whole thing go down, I just could not believe it. That's so. That's pretty hilarious, though. And so, you know, without further ado, let's just go ahead and get into the what-the-fuck headline, Eric. All right, let me. Uh, so there's actually two, and I want to go over both of them because they're absolutely hilarious. And then we vote. And then we vote. And then we're going to get people, you know, hopefully, if you're listening to the podcast and you're in text group chats or on the IGs or whatever, you can uh, let us know which one you thought was better. But I'm going to start with simply because of its location, I'm going to start with this one right here. Can you guys see that pretty well on the screen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I just think we need to keep this thing going. Florida, here's the here's the key to success. Florida blank restaurant <laughs> blank restaurant cause <laughs> a discretion. Florida restaurant discretion. Oh man, I, I, this is oh this my is God. why we were supposed to keep it. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Go ahead. Dude. So, this is amazing. Uh, so those of you not watching on YouTube, uh, the headline reads: Florida Chipotle goes viral after numerous Yelp reviews claim employees seduced their husbands. <laughs> now, the best part is when you scroll down and you start reading these comments. Evan K. Don't send your husband your husband's here to pick up Chipotle. Next thing you know, Lucy's going to seduce them into sleeping with her like she has with multiple married men. You have gawk to be kidding me. Uh, Jessica F., stay far away. Lucy the GM or whatever position she is in, she likes to sleep with married men, a.k.a. her customers. David L., can I get Lucy's phone number? I think she's a great member of the team. Keep scrolling down <laughs> for peeps. Okay, so I saw this article, right? There, this has got to be either the most caring, Karen thing ever, or a great internet troll. But then people found out about this, and guys, so like it, it, it's on the channel right now. So guys like Andrew L commented said, "Lucy went above and beyond when handling my burrito. We'll be visiting lo this location much more <laughs> frequently." Eric D, fantastic Yelp name by the way, said, "We all know what Lucy has been doing, but it doesn't change the." She runs the, this place like the Navy. Jasmine F. says, Lucy has great customer service. I fully support her. She makes the best burrito I've had in my life and looked good doing it. I love Lucy. <laughs> but I, if you go and look at it, because I, one of the articles I read had a link to it. And if you read some of these comments, it's just internet trolls. Just, 
I mean, crushing it. Pro, how, what? All right, over under 15 for the body count of husbands. Oh, I'd say under. I'd say over. You think she's just? You think she's just slaying? I think I, so. This is my would theory. You like, would you like guac, guac on that, Mister Jones? This is honestly my theory, and it's just because I've I'm so lost in the sauce with Instagram. But I think she's an OnlyFans star, and her whole gimmick is that she bangs dudes in the back of Chipotle that she met at Chipotle, and she's making millions of dollars off of it. That's my whole theory. So not only are these men cheating. They're filming pornography in the back of a Chipotle with an OnlyFans bottle. Yep, that's my theory. Jesus Christ, delete social media. <laughs> if you're going to do it, if you're going to do it, go out. love of God. If you're going to do it, go out big. My guy, you have spiraled. you got to stay off social media, dude. Your oh, worldview is so narrow, dude. I- that's a whole nother right. – that, that, this might be like a white rabbit discussion down the road, but I uh, – if it wasn't for the necessity of having a pot, uh, uh, IG for this podcast, I don't know if I'd have one, man. Because it's just, it's just, it's it's an ugly world out there, man. Don't you use don't the pod, to, don't use don't, the podcast as an excuse. You, you don't, don't have to you follow could, anything. You could run the podcast account I with could. the podcast Instagram. Yeah, but then it would just be pictures of boobies and butts instead of sports. Bro, if you go through my feed, it's none of that. It just happens to. I get lost into the pages when I start scrolling. Anyway, we're going to jump into... I'll take things I don't believe for 800, Alex. <laughs> yeah. We're going to jump into the... Daily one. double. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. And I'm almost positive that um, we're just always going to have Florida. Uh, this headline reads, cocaine sharks, not bears, sharks, may be feasting on bales of drugs off Florida's coast. Large get it, baby. Are often dumped at sea and picked up by drug smugglers on boats. In other words, cocaine sharks opened that uh, Florida Chipotle. It was an idea they had one late night after feasting on bales of cocaine. Cocaine sharks is the new ex- NFL expansion team. <laughs> the cocaine, the Miami cocaine sharks. <laughs> Dude, this is this is this is the one right here. This sentence right here. In one experiment, heard in University of Florida environmental scientist Tracy Fanara created packages similar in size and appearance to real cocaine bales. They observe, they observe sharks heading straight for the bales and taking bites from them. Okay, the sharks so, are hooked. So I, I think the best thing about that is uh, in another experiment, uh, the scientist, I, what was his name, Hild? Yeah, Heard. Heard uh, made a bait ball of highly concentrated fish powder. And when it exploded in the water, the sharks went crazy for it. Now, now, here's the thing. I think this is hilarious, right? I want to think about just coked up sharks, which sharks already can't stop swimming, right? So for them just to keep swimming around high on coke is amazing. Now, I will say, from my time as a salty sailor, sharks will bite anything that goes into the water. So saying they, they you know, we would pull up buoys and they would have shark bites on them. Yeah, but what this article confirmed, though, with scientific research that people spent money on, right, um, is that the sharks are addicted to it. Like they were seeking it out. That's what that's what was cracking me up, dude. You got addicted cocaine sharks. Yeah, just just let me get a little. Let me. Get... They're like, 
Just put it in their mouth. Oh, Yo, this so fish did. Uh, these fish don't just hit the same, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Fish just doesn't do it for me anymore. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like the only thing I keep thinking about is just a paranoid shark out there. <laughs> paranoid out of his fucking mind swimming just, around. Just, dude, like. Dude, dude, what if that girl in Florida is an OnlyFans model and she's banging husbands in the back? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that shark. That shark is hit all his friends are so pissed off every yeah, time he gets so... him. He's like, shut up. Stop talking. We should swing to Shark Vegas. We should swing to Shark <laughs> Vegas right now. All right. So batting average update. For Luis Reyes is three seventy nine, three seventy nine. Yep. yep, went up point zero zero three since last week. So we'll take that as long as we're on one up onward and upward every single week. Let's go ahead and get into head to head review and then. Uh, oh, actually, yep. Nick, you have something cool. Yeah, I mean, I just I, I th- throughout the week, you know, we we cover a bunch of stuff and then and. It's just some some things that I that I found cool or I found funny throughout the week between between podcast episodes. So the first one is uh, the open the open championship review. Uh, the open championship this weekend was won by Brian Harmon. Uh, Brian Harmon hit all had all but one fairways and in seventy two holes only hit two bunkers. So in a very very rare occurrence. I hope you did not fade us <laughs> because we picked Step, Step, Sep, Stricka. I can't even say his first name. And Tom Kim to finish top five. They paid out pretty good. I think Tom Kim was plus 1,600. Sep was, uh, was plus 2,800. That's pretty good. Um, quick. Uh, so I know you guys had some thoughts on this pre-show that we kind of got into. But Lionel Messi... Ooh debuted for inter miami this weekend and smashed in a 94 minute free kick some are saying walk-off free kick those people are me smashed in a walk-off free kick but eric and jermaine are looking very pensive on the podcast so your thoughts gentlemen First of all, you hate using other sports analogies for for other sports but now you're just using walk-off free kick i hate it I was and saying you, that. And, oh, I was saying that almost ironically. Uh, even though, anyways, we. <laughs> no, I think it's perfect. I think it's dope. It's what MLS needs. I think it's dope that Messi's in America. I think that's dope that the first game uh, had a moment like that. But uh, regardless, of, regardless, you know, regardless of of so-called people on this podcast have said so-called match fixing. It's good it, for the MLS, Eric. Yeah, for, for sure. I understand, and, and I understand the logic behind it. And the thing is, is Messi's probably made that kick. What would I don't want to overshoot it here, but would you say he's made that at least 50, 60 times in his career? He's got probably. at least 50, 60 goals like that from that area? Probably, yeah. Right? So he can do it. My thing is, there's there's two things that gave it away for me. One, David Beckham's reaction. He fucking knew it was going in. And if, I don't know if it's because they're friends and because David Beckham was a great soccer player, so he understands what was happening. Uh, but nobody, everybody else seemed to be shocked. And David Beckham, who's the owner of the team, was sitting there like, I know this is going to go in. He didn't even celebrate. Like, he was just, it happened. Second thing is, there's a square or a rectangle that you're trying to score this ball in. You got a guy kicking it. It was actually his right foot because he was going top left corner. 
you you have a goalie standing at the opposite end of where that where everybody knows that ball's going, and then dove late to try to get it. It just doesn't look. I'm glad it happened because we want the sport to grow, and Messi's the second greatest player of all time. But it's rigged, dude. It wasn't it wasn't an earned goal. I I think it's rigged, but we bitched about how much ESPN covered Messi during the World Cup and even out of the World Cup, even when it wasn't even like the World Cup was over and they were still like, hey, here's a random Lionel Messi post, right? And, you you know, it, this coincides with Ronaldo have still having some pull over Europe and pulling people that could still play in top flight leagues over to Saudi Arabia and then saying, other than the EPL, the Saudi Pro League, is the best league in the world. I why why not fix it just to shut Ronaldo up? Yeah, and, and to shut the Saudis up. And I, I actually have another theory on to why they they fixed it. And Jermaine can dive a little more into the numbers than I can. Uh, but up until then, we were getting hammered with the Women's World Cup. The numbers aren't there for the Women's World Cup, and now the media needed something to talk about to distract people from the fact that you know. It's not doing well. So they were like, hey, Messi, go do something crazy. Do something messy like so we can uh, talk about it for two weeks for the next 40 days while the Women's World Cup is in shambles. They're not getting viewership. They got paid more money. Give them the numbers, Jermaine. You got to give them the numbers because it's ridiculous. I have noticed ESPN has been hammering my feed with Women's World Cup stuff. They have, they have been. They really did push it, push it, which is dope. I, I would, right, you yeah. know, if I, if I wasn't jaded from the last like six years that they put me through, then I would probably be more receptive. But my thing is, if it uh, wasn't on at three o'clock in the morning, I'd be more receptive. Oh, that's they're true. like they're yeah. like, hey, tune into the women's national team at three o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday. I'm like, hey, women's national team, I have to work too. <laughs> So 2019's World Cup, Women's World Cup, brought in 150 million dollars. Uh, profit or earnings to FIFA, right? So the the payout for that World Cup was a forty million dollar pot that went to all the women's teams. Um, this World Cup, it's a hundred and fifty million dollars is the payout. So they upped it because of the fair and equal pay and and competition with the men, right? Um, the FIFA bought up a bunch of tickets to give away. Um, they, uh, so other benefactors as well, as well as the, the countries, Australia and New Zealand bought a bunch of tickets to give away because they couldn't sell at the stadiums. Um, so that coupled with the $150 million payout, they need to at least double last year's earnings to make this somewhat profitable, somewhat profitable. And also, you know, the it was forty million dollars for the pot, so you were at one hundred and ten million. You know, over that pot. So if you want to go one hundred and ten billion over a hundred and fifty, you know, you're gonna you gotta at least come close to tripling one hundred and fifty. Yeah. So I, I just want to bring this back a little bit. I, women's soccer is one of the few women's sports that I can watch and genuinely enjoy. I love watching. The U.S. women's team kick fucking ass, unless it's Japan in the final. This is Eric's version of I have so many black friends. <laughs> no, 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 no. But the issue is, is they're not being they're not being understanding with what they're asking for when they got 6.1 million viewers for their 3-0 beatdown of Vietnam, which is awesome. Go USA! 
But Messi got $12.5 million for his Inter-Miami debut against Cruz fucking Azul. Like, it's just – it's all about pay should be revenue-generated, based off mm-hmm. revenue-generated. And it's just – you know, we're not going to get into that discussion. Go USA Women's National Team, but it's ridiculous, and the viewership's not there. And I really hope it doesn't bust up and ruin it for future women to have the chance at playing in a World Cup. So. The, the New Zealand National Team, like, came out – against like how FIFA wasn't fair for women as well. And they're hosting it in their country and they couldn't, they couldn't even, (laughs) you know, they couldn't even sell out the stadiums in their country. Like, look, LeBron gets 45, $48 million because LeBron generates eyeballs on products. It's simple economics. Like, I, I don't know what – like, if men's leagues have to keep subsidizing women's leagues, what's the point of the women's leagues then? <clears throat> Just take that money and put it back into men's. If it's really – if that's what it's coming down to. Like, wh- at what point do you – is WNBA a loss? Every year? Because they're not generating the revenue, right? It's subsidized by the male league, so – what was it that they said that oh, what, the WNBA was one of the top five major sports in, oh, and no. they were ranked eighty eighth on revenue generated? <laughs> well, that's that's among the world again. That's that's among the world sports. Yeah, they, that's... Were, they were not top five in the United States though. That is, both those, <laughs> both those are true. So I I talked about the Saudis offering everybody money. Uh, here's my quick question to you guys. Everybody has basically accepted an offer to Saudi Arabia that, that has been offered. You know, we, we see that the, the $1.1 billion offer that came out yesterday for Kylian Mbappe, which I think is a hilarious troll of the contract that PSG offered him. Um, but Wilfred Zaha was offered a contract by Saudi Arabia. And through negotiations, they pulled his... The Saudis pulled out. So my question to you is, obviously, this is a valuation-based system, right? How much money was Wilfred Zaha asking that the Saudis did not give it to him? I think he was asking for for the an island and 40 virgins. Oh, um, yeah. That's the problem. So 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 Benzema went for 400, uh, went for 436 million. Ngola Conte went for 109 million. Uh, Ruben Nevas went for 60 million. Uh, Kula Bali went for 21.6 million. Mendy went for 21 million. Uh, ooh, Steven Gerrard went. He's a coach. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Yota, 31. Uh, let's see. Who else? A season? Yeah. Mm hmm. 31 per year. Mm-hmm. Milinkovic got 44 million. Yeah. So how much? Where, where did Benzema where got 400? What did you say? Oh, sorry. Two year contract worth 436 million. Bro, I was, I was like, that's bigger than the number they just offered Mbappe, dude. Yeah. Well, Mbappe is 700 million with 1.1 billion one year potential earnings. No, no, no. Okay. So here's what they keep calculating the 1.1 billion. The player doesn't get the transfer fee. Oh, that's true. That's true. He does. So they keep saying Mbappe gets 1.1 billion. No, he doesn't get the 336 transfer fee. He he does get the 776 
a year salary. To be honest, thought, with, the, with the money he's already made, with the opportunity to join the three commas club, like let me in. No uh, way. No yeah, way. Do one hundred percent. One year, seven hundred million. You're like, dude. You're going for ten k in McDonald's. You're blackballed from European soccer if you do that. Yeah, and I'm a billionaire. You're, you're blacklisted. You're 25 and blacklisted from European soccer, which probably means you're blacklisted from the World Cup, too. He should be. Uh, we're not going to get that. What, what do you mean we're not? I, 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 listen, I get it. Seven Over $700 million a year for one year. It's hilarious to say, well, why doesn't he just go do that for a year and then go play for Real? The second he leaves Europe, he's blacklisted in Europe. And that means no more World Cups for Mbappe, who's already been to two finals. Right, mm-hmm. no more real, no more real talks, no more being the bell of the ball, no more getting offered one point one billion dollars by PSG. PSG yeah, because they did offer him ten years, one point one billion, which is that's absurd that he turned that down. Yeah, a lifetime contract, and Mbappe responded by not traveling with the team for preseason. <laughs> it's incredible, right? You could set yourself up with, like you just said, Eric, generational money. By the time you're 34 years old, then you can go to the Saudi Pro League and get another, you know, 300, 700 400 million. million. Yeah. I could start my own country with that kind of money. You could, yeah, you could buy most of the <laughs> countries around Saudi Arabia with that money. <laughs> Look, dude, uh, fuck, I, I'll take my black ball and that cool Billy. <laughs> I'm going to the Saudi League, dog. Bro, and I'm just going to win. 10K in the McDonald's, I'll go to the Saudi Pro League. And I'm I'm winning every Saudi trophy ever for the next 15 years. So 100%. So I'm undisputed the best. And then I would take my one transfer and transfer to the Saudi national team and carry the Saudi national team to the World Cup final and just be like, my name's Mbappe, bitch. You guys saw they're offering crazy money for people to go try out for the third division, right? Yeah, but it's, it's hot there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. No, yeah, no thanks. I'm never going back to the Middle East. Good God. I don't care how much money they give me. I'm not going back. Well, I won't say that because I have a number. No, see, that's negotiation, Jermaine. I won't go back for any amount of money. You should offer money, though. <laughs> uh, let me get a couple McDonald's and an island. Right. I'm, up in my, I'm up in my request because everyone keeps clowning my McDonald's requests and everything. You know, Allah can't see under those islands, so that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a good deal. All right, so, so in the, in, for those of you who don't know because it just came out today uh, – Bills running back? Oh, yeah, Naheem Hines. Yeah, Bills running back Naheem Hines out for the year. His knee was destroyed when he got in a jet ski on jet ski collision that put him out for the year. Not funny. We're not saying that's funny. In Shout the wake, out my dynasty team. Yeah, in the wake of that, I almost accepted a trade for Naheem Hines this year. Thank God I didn't do that. Um, In the wake of that, what is the worst or funniest non-football uh, related football injury you can think of? I know what mine is. For a football player, I definitely know what mine is. Uh, it's it's got to be. It's one fellow by the name of Claxico. That's the one, yeah. Burris. Shot himself in the leg in a club. Okay. Is that yours too, Jermaine? 
It's it's either that or Adrian Peterson's children. <laughs> what was that? What happened with he was chasing his kids and blew out his ACL, right? Nah, dude, he hit him with a switch. Remember? <laughs> oh, <that's how> <laughs> Go pick it out. Mine is okay. So th- this is a little bit of a regional one, and this is the only reason that I remember it. But there was a quarterback who played for the the Broncos called Brian Greasy. Do you, do you remember the name Brian yeah, Greasy? Everyone remembers that. Brian name. Greasy missed a year with the Broncos. I believe it was like 2002, 2003. Because getting ready to go to training camp one year, he tripped over his dog at the top of the stairs and fell down the stairs and like blew his Achilles out or something. That's a special kind of stupid. <laughs> it's incredible. There's uh, the uh, there's the there's the and and the final one is there's the Trevor Bauer one, which cost the Indians a World Series. Oh yeah, that was uh, you said football related. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess maybe just non-sport ones. Absolutely. Let's get into head to head, Eric, and then PCP. We're running a little long. All right. Let's uh, share this screen. Pick tracker. Can you guys see that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So last week was week 28 of the head to head. Uh, pretty bad week for all of, or for the majority of us. Uh, Jermaine went uh, one and two. Or hold on. Yeah, he went one and two, uh, bringing him to 32 46 on the season, down 11.7 units. Uh, his man, Ospinall, if you want to give him a little shout out, Jermaine, he crushed what whatever in that first round of that fight. Yeah, I had him at first round KO. The juice was only plus 120, so uh, it's devastating. But uh, I was hype watching it. He came back after after a year in, you know, from a torn ACL, so it's good to see him back. Yep. Uh, Nicholas went one and two – or uh, yeah, one and two last week. <laughs> Dude, sorry. It's because I keep seeing the new ones pop up, and I'm like, did I forget to add that one? Then I realize it's today. All right, so he's 30 and 46 and two on the season, up 0.7 units. Um, he did get Straka to finish top five. Should have put it in earlier in the week. It was plus 2,800, but he got it at plus 250. Um, I went one and two. I don't know shit about golf. I got lucky with John Rahm finishing top 10 uh, at plus 320. I finished 3246 on this, or I'm um, 3246 on the season, down 4.7 units. And Nevada had the best week out of all of us going two and one. Uh, putting him at 30, 44, and 1 on the season, up 0.5 units. So Nick is still leading on units. Boop, boop, and uh, I guess we're all sort of generally around the same area as far as wins. Boop, boop. Slow and steady, bro. I'm just going to hit you with ones and twos all week, every week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I'm first. Yes, sir. Top five favorite 2000s artists? 2000s artists, yes, sir. Uh, I'll go with Kid Cudi. Nice. Mm. Excellent pick. Um, I'll go with my favorite artist of all time. Kanye West. Damn. 50, 50 Cent. Damn. It was right there. Right there, we miss it. Uh, I'll follow up with my second uh, favorite rapper, Little Wayne. Oof. Excellent uh, choice. And then I'm going to throw a uh, second pick in of Lincoln Park. Moist. Rest in peace. That one hurt. Yeah. Right, Pete Kessler. 
Um, Little Wayne was a great pick. So was Kid Cudi. Both those guys probably would have made my list. Uh, I'm going to shock some people here. I'm going to go with Nelly. Interesting. Okay. Nelly was huge in the 2000s. I fucking love Nelly, dude. When I was uh, I'm going to go with the Gorillas. Nice. And uh, P.O.D. Oh, that's a good one. Got that eclectic list going, bro. That's a good, that's a good like, chill party mix. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the Killers with my next pick. Biggest Christian rock band in the world. Yes, sir. Well, they're Mormon, but same thing. Uh, I'm going to go Akon. Oh. I think when you get Akon, you probably get Young Jeezy. Um, uh, I'll go Green Day. Yuck. <laughs> Not a Green Day guy. Ooh. There's a lot of great choices. I'm going to regret that not prepping for this. Yeah, thing. I didn't prep at all, so I'm I'm struggling here. But I'm going to go with – man, I don't know if I should do it. I'm going to go with Kendrick Lamar. 2000s? Yeah. What do you mean? Thought he was more 2010s, but uh... dude, he's absolutely more 2010s. I mean, the majority of his career, but he started in the 2000s, bro. Bro, see, this was an important distinguishment. I asked <laughs> for it. I didn't let us use it. I went above. I'm just kidding. I'll take Kendrick off. I'll take Kendrick off. I'm gonna go with Ja Rule. That's a good choice. Um, for the old Fire Island controversy. <laughs> I'm gonna go with um, R. Kelly. Oh God, dude! Terrible person. Great <laughs> I'll stand by that to the day I die. Absolutely. Tiger Woods, probably shitty person. Lance Armstrong, probably shitty person. Great athletes. R. Kelly, great artist. And I'm gonna take uh, Taking Back Sunday. Oh, oh, that's a that's a from the from downtown pick. My guy hit me with Kendrick Lamar in the 2000s. <laughs> what a goon. I'm going to go Foo Fighters. Uh, I'm going to end it with everybody's favorite band at one point in their lives. I'm going to go Nickelback. Fucking knew it was coming. <laughs> I love how we still had it. I threw it R. Kelly. You threw it Nickelback. We just couldn't resist. <laughs> couldn't do it. Good God. We just knew it was gonna get Eric to shake his head disapprovingly too, dude. Uh, I, uh, honorable mention, I would say Three Doors Down, probably Five for Fighting's in there. Uh, honorable mention, The Lost Prophets, Story of the Year. Uh, Eric's gonna say Hoopastank, Killer Hoopa Mike, Stank, Killer <laughs> Killer Killer Mike, All American Rejects. I'm gonna go with Chingy. Uh, in, in, in the spirit of Eric, I'm going to go with Run the Jewels for my 2000s artists. Come on, bro. You know they're not the 2000s. Jack, Jack Harlow. <laughs> he was born in the 2000s. I'm going to go with John Bon Jovi. <laughs> and he made some hits in the early 1000s. Sure of it. I'm going to go with Leonard Skinnerd. 
Uh, dude, I love how I love how that distinguish like that important distinguishing 100%. needed to be done. I was shrugged away, <laughs> and then we got this nonsense. What did he? What was it like? Hub City Minor Threat was the only thing he released in the two thousands. Ah, bro, uh, that uh, damn, I can't even think of the name of the mixtape. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> you called him on his shit. No, the Kendrick Lamar EP. That's what it was. That what's the what's the one with dedication on it? Overly dedicated to overly dedicated. That's didn't that come out in two thousand nine, which is the two thousands. Because Kid Cudi's first album didn't come out till two thousand eight. Hold, like on, hold that on. One caveat that shit. That Kid Cudi was huge in two thousand eight, Eric. So was Kendrick. No, he was not. No, he no, was not. No, he wasn't. Uh, this is uh, all right. Well, the lists are done. Here we go. Jermaine with the first pick. Kid Cudi, the Gorillas, P.O.D. Hart Kelly and Taking Back Sunday. I had the second pick, Kanye West, Nelly, The Killers, Ja Rule, and Foo Fighters. And Nick had Lil Wayne, Linkin Park, Akon, Green Day, fucking Nickelback. Your legendary list, Nick. Better than Eric's. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Your your list also looks very good. I, a couple of throwbacks, but I've listened to all of them and, and, and would quite enjoy listening to your list. Eric? Yeah. There's an, always a next time. Maybe. It's a shame you couldn't get Kendrick Lamar. It, really it really is. That would have really wrapped the whole list together. I hate you guys. Hey, uh, one, <laughs> one more, Eric. One more. <laughs> it even gives you a message now. <laughs> God damn it, Nicholas. <laughs> oh, man. For those of you who don't understand what's happening, uh, Eric is sizing the web browser. Because we're sharing it on screen. And Nick always tells him to make it one more bigger than it needs to be. Every single time, Eric does it. I haven't done it for a while, which is which is why it's been good. And it now pops up with a thing that says... It says your window is too small to be displayed on this screen. I mean... <laughs> He's so mad, dude. He's I'm so not mad. mad. I'm not mad. I'm pissed off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. So, I, what order did we go in last time, Eric? We went, uh, I read the departures, arrivals, rookies, and then you read. Yeah. So, I'm going to keep it simple like last time. We'll read the departures, arrivals, rookies drafted. Uh, then we'll pull up the schedule, and then I'll take your guys' picks, and we'll close out with player props. I'll read this. All right. Okay, you got the schedules up? Okay, good. All right, so the first team, obviously, is the Kansas Super Bowl-winning Kansas City Chiefs, 14-3, first in their division. Okay. Wait, 14-3? Are you sure it's not 14-2? Didn't they not play that? Oh, wait, that was no. Bengals-Bills. That Bengals, was Bengals-Bills. Yeah. Yeah, yep, my bad. Uh, quarterback Chad Henney. Running back, Ronald Jones. Fullback, Michael Burton. Wide receivers, Miko Hardman, Juju Smith-Schuster. Offensive tackles, Orlando Brown, Andrew Wiley. Edges, Frank Clark, Carlos Dunlap. D-lineman, Kalen Saunders, Brandon Williams. Safety, Juan Thornhill. So they had some significant departures. Uh, Arrivals, quarterback, Blaine Gabbert. Oh, book him. That's it. Chiefs (laughs) are winning the Super Bowl, bro. That's it, dog. Uh, Running back, Jarek McKinnon returns. They added wide receivers, Richie James and Justin Watson. They... Added tight end Blake Bell. Tackles Donovan Smith and Jawan Taylor. Guard Nick Allegretti. Edge Charles Amenehu. D-end Tershawn Wharton. 
D-lineman Brian Cowart, Derek Nandi, linebacker Drew Tranquil, safeties Dion Bush, Mike Edwards, and punter Tommy Townsend. Uh, rookies, they drafted D.N. Felix and Aduki Uzama from Kansas State. In round two, they took Rishi Rice, wide receiver SMU. Round three, Wanya Morris, offensive tackle Oklahoma. Uh, four, they took Chamari Connor, cornerback, Virginia Tech. That's a fire name. Uh, B.J. Thompson, D.N. for Stephen F. Austin in the fifth. In the sixth, Keandre Coburn, D-tackle from Texas. Hook him. And in the seventh, Nick Jones, cornerback, Ball State. Let's go ahead and get into the schedule. All right. So, Kansas City Chiefs schedule. It's kind of laughable before they get to their bye week. Uh, so, we have uh, – when I say Detroit home, that means I mean Kansas City is playing at home. So, they open with Detroit at home. They go into Jacksonville, Chicago at home, at the Jets, at the Vikings, Denver and Los Angeles at home, at Denver, home against the Dolphins, week 10 of bye week. Then they have a Super Bowl rematch with Philadelphia week 11. They play at the Raiders, at the Packers. They play Buffalo at home, at the Pats, Raiders and uh, Bengals at home and finish the season at the Chargers. This is almost laughable that their win total is set at 11 and a half, in my opinion. They got a lot of dubs they can get pretty easily. Yeah. And um, are they – they're going into the bye week undefeated. There's a strong possibility, especially if they get hot early. It's crazy that they allowed them the bye week before playing the Eagles. That, get seems, shitty. that seems shitty to the Eagles. Get hot early. No, they, they don't hope they, they can get – they almost have no choice. Detroit, Jacksonville, Chicago. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like they can get hot early and then and then the team feels good about themselves. And now you're fighting a confident Kansas City. I think Oh my God. Uh, so obviously I'm taking the over uh, yeah. win total. Here. Eleven and a half is what the number's set at right now. I I hammer it. Let me get eleven and a half. I also want to buy twelve and a half and thirteen and a half. <laughs> I think they finished with the same record they had last year. No shit. I mean, who like who do they lose to? I got them losing to Jacksonville once. Or sorry, I got Jacksonville, Philly, Miami, Buffalo, and Cincy. I think they lose five games this year. Oh, that's true. The Miami one is. You're right. The Miami one is in England. Or they got to travel further. Oh, it's in Germany. So that's that's basically a toss-up. That's a good call, Eric. Patrick Mahomes is still on that team. So. Right, <laughs> right. Philly For- is Philly is probably a revenge game. You know how I feel about revenge games. But Eric, like their away games are are like they play Cincy at home, right? Yeah. They play Buffalo yep. at home. At home, right? Yeah, Jacksonville so- Jets, Vikings, Broncos, Raiders, Packers, Pats, Chargers. So I actually took the never under. lost. He's never lost to Denver. <laughs> you took the under on the Chiefs stock. The under. Let me explain. I looked at the schedule. The five that I named, I I'm not confident. I believe they're going <laughs> to lose those games. And then I figure between the Chargers, the Broncos, they got to lose one game. One game between the, their four divisional or how many games is it? Six that they play in their division. Yeah, between their yeah. six divisional rival games, they got to lose one of them. I think they win eleven games. So now, you you mean to tell me 
the Super Bowl champs lose to every team that's considered a Super Bowl contender. They I was just going to. I was just going to explain. It's not a knock on Kansas City. I think that I actually picked them probably to go back to the Super Bowl. But my thinking here is it's plus three sixty, and you never fucking know, right? So I'm going to take the big money odds and be happy. And I'm going to if they if I don't hit, I'm going to be like, well, what did I fucking expect? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be mad if it doesn't hit because I'm taking a long shot on plus 360, uh, and that's why I went with it. Fuck it. Like, I don't – I'm not sitting here telling people to bet that. I think they genuinely do win over 11 and a half games, but I am going to take the plus 360 and hope that, you know, they only win 11 games. All right. From a betting perspective, it makes sense. We do that all the time. So, it uh, should have just led with that. <laughs> Should have just led with that instead of making people believe that you thought they were going to lose seven games, dog. <laughs> ah, six. Oh, my goodness, dog. That's That was crazy. That was a long way to get there. Uh, yeah, I'll take them to win their division. I'll take the over. And, I mean, we can only pick one Super Bowl champ. Or if I'm sprinkling money on a few, I can do that. What are, what are we doing with that one? You can you can pick as many as you want, except at the end of the year when I do when I do the totals for our futures bets, you're gonna have if you pick multiple super winners, obviously you're gonna get you know some wrong if you get one right. All right, because plus six hundred is juicy. <laughs> yeah, that's incredibly juicy. <laughs> All right, so next on to the next team. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers finished second in the division, uh, ten and seven record, despite. Quarterback Justin Herbert's broken ribs. Uh, some of the departures were quarterback Chase Daniel, wide receiver DeAndre Carter, tight end Richard Rodgers, offensive tackle Storm Norton, offensive guard Matt Filier, edge Kyle Van Noy, D-linemans uh, Christian Covington and Tyler Davison, linebackers Troy Reader and Drew Tranquil, cornerback Bryce Callahan and safety Nasir Adderley. Uh, not too many additions in the free agent market. They re-signed. Quarterback, tight end, and wide receiver, respectively. Easton Stick, Donald Parham Jr., and Jalen Guyton. They signed Trey Pipkins and center Will Clapp. Added D-lineman Morgan Fox, linebacker Eric Hendricks. Ooh, that's a good pickup. And punter J.K. Scott. Uh, in the draft, they added a first-round talent at wide receiver, Quentin Johnson out of TCU. In the second round, they took Tuli, Tuya Polutu, edge out of USC. Round three, they took Diane Henley, linebacker, Washington State. Round four, Darius Davis, wide receiver, TCU. Round five, Jordan McFadden, offensive tackle, Clemson. Round six, Scott Matlock, defensive tackle, Boise State. And round seven, they took Max Duggan, quarterback, out of TCU. They wanted that TCU stack, Quentin Johnson, Max Duggan. So, you got the schedule, Nick? Yeah. So, they opened week one, home against the Dolphins. Two road games, Titans and Vikings. Then the Raiders. Then a week five bye week. Brutal. Uh, brutal. brutal. Uh, then they got to play Dallas at home, at Kansas City, Chicago at home, at the Jets, Detroit at home, at Green Bay, Baltimore at home, at New England, Denver at home, at the Raiders, Buffalo at home, at Denver, and Casey at home. They <laughs> So not only do they give them a week five bye week, but they don't even let them have Two back-to-back home weeks. I don't think that's, anybody's ever seen that before, a schedule like that. I don't ever remember seeing verse at, verse at, verse at, verse at, verse at. That's crazy. Yeah, I've never seen it alternate like that. doesn't mean it's never happened. It's, but, uh, 
And if if you look at the ats, it's tough, right? You know, you can say what you want about Tennessee and Tennessee, Minnesota, Kansas City, the Jets, the Packers, the Pats in December, the Raiders, the Broncos in December, the Broncos on the on New Year's Eve. I mean, yeah, I mean, I still think it's a pretty winnable schedule, my guy. Yeah, I actually have them winning a division this year. Oh my guy's just rooted in chaos over there. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take over nine and a half here for the Chargers. I think I'm under. I'm under nine and a half. All right. I'm not sold on the early bye week and I'm not sold about the uh about the away games in the later half of the schedule. And it's it, it's a it's a brutal schedule. Off, with a week with a week five bye week, it's a brutal schedule. I think they make the playoffs. So, you think they make the playoffs? Yeah, I got them in Kansas City making it out of the division. Nick, you got them making the playoffs? No, I'll take the plus one hundred. No playoffs. Okay. Yeah, I got. Uh, I mean, they went ten and seven last year and had a gang of injuries. So you got to imagine Justin Herbert stays healthy. Adding Eric Hendricks at linebacker, adding a first-round wide receiver. I actually like what this team did. Offensive line is good. Yeah, I, I'm. I've got high hopes for the Chargers. I'm going over nine and a half. I don't think they can compete with the Chiefs, though. <laughs> no, yeah, don't don't get me wrong. The, the team that I pick to go to the playoffs from this division, not going to win the division. <laughs> That minus 165 is too juicy or is, or is, has no juice in it left for the Chiefs. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the very next team, Denver Broncos, they lost uh, running backs, Mike Boone, Chase Edmonds, and Marlon, Marlon Mack and Latavius Murray. Jesus Christ, they were collecting the infinity gauntlet of old running backs. <laughs> they got rid of tight ends, Andrew Beck, Eric Sauber, Eric Tomlinson. They lost offensive tackles, Calvin Anderson, Cam Fleming, Billy Turner. They lost guards, Dalton Risner, and Graham Glasgow. They lost D-lineman, Draymond Jones, Deshaun Williams. They lost cornerback, Ronald Darby, and long snapper, Jacob Bobbin-Moyer. Uh, added quarterback, Jarrett Stidham. They added running back, Samaj P. Ryan, fullback, Michael Burton, tight ends, Chris Manhurts, and Adam Troutman. Wide receiver, Marcus Callaway. <clears throat> Tackle, Mike McGlinchey. Guard, Ben Powers, center, Kyle Fuller. D-lineman, Zach Allen. Linebacker, Alex Singleton. Cornerback, Traymond Smith. Safety, Kareem Jackson. And punter, Riley Dixon. They added one player at pretty much every position. <laughs> uh, round two, Marvin Mims, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. Round three, Drew Sanders, linebacker, Arkansas. Round three, also uh, Riley Moss, cornerback, Iowa. And then last pick, round six, J.L. Skinner, safety, Boise State. So the Broncos opened the season, two home games, the Raiders and the Commanders, two road games, the Dolphins and the Bears. They had Jets at home at KC, two home games, Green Bay and Kansas City, a week nine bye week, then an, an after bye week Monday night football game at Buffalo, two home games, Minnesota, Cleveland, then three road games back to back to back, uh, Houston, Los Angeles, Detroit. That's a brutal travel schedule. Uh, two, uh, 
two home games, the Pats and the Chargers, and they finish at the Raiders to end the year. Gentlemen, thoughts on the schedule? Uh, there's some some rough stretches on this schedule, and this team is a gigantic question mark. I, I don't know what to expect from this team, so I'm gonna let, I'm gonna defer to you and let you go first. Uh, I am doing something that I've seen. So the Broncos are my AFC team, and I'm going to bet on the man that has given me grief for years and years and years. I'm taking the over eight and a half and I'm betting on Sean Payton. Great coaches have just a way of about to have, have a way of doing things. So I'm betting this is, this is betting on Sean Payton and betting on turning Russell Wilson uh, around. If it- you got if it helps you, Jermaine, I went under, but I still think Peyton's going to turn it around. It's not in year one. Um, I have concerns with this team. Uh, their wide receiver room, and there's nothing. It seems like nothing positive is coming out of that wide receiver room. <laughs> so I kind of understand why Marvin Mims Jr. was, or yeah, Marvin Mims was the first pick for them in the draft. Uh, Javante Williams coming off that ACL, MCL. Injury. Uh, what are what are, are we expecting from him? You know, they had a huge exodus at line, which was their weak point last year. But they only added what three players? Mike McGlinchey's all pro, but like, can they absorb injuries on the offensive line? So I have a lot of question marks with this team. Eight and a half is a perfect line. Like. This team, I could see going eight and nine, and next year everyone's real high on the Broncos. But eight and nine puts them under. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, I'll take. But nine and eight. <laughs> but nine and eight puts nine, them over. Nine and eight, just to give that little nugget of oh, Sean Payton's figuring it out. Oh man, and, and how many times has Sean Payton finished ab- below five hundred? It's like four or five times, I think. Jeez, yeah. Um, I'll go under. Give me the under. Uh, Nick, do you do you have anybody? Do you have them making the playoffs? I forgot to ask that earlier. Yeah, I'll take the. I'll I'll take them to to make the playoffs. Plus one eighty. Jermaine. Uh, yeah. Sean, there. No. Sean Payton. Sean Payton has been under five hundred four times. Uh, he has never won less than seven games in a season, though. That's the line. That line is perfect, dude. Can easily see them going seven to ten. Uh, no, I do not have them making the playoffs, Eric. <clears throat> cool, 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 cool. Uh, so the Raiders. Raiders departures are quarterbacks: Derek Carr and Jarrett Stidham. Wide receiver: Matt Collins. Tight ends: Foster Moreau and Darren Waller. Edge: Cleveland Farrell. D linemen: Andrew Buildings, Kyle Pecko, Isaac Rochelle. Linebackers, Jayon Brown, Denzel Perryman. Cornerbacks, Anthony Averett, Sidney Jones, Rockison, and then safety, Duran Hammond. Additions, quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo and Brian Hoyer. Running backs, Amir Abdullah and Josh Jacobs. Fullbacks, Jacob Johnson. Tight end, Austin Hooper and OJ Howard. Wide receiver, DeAndre Carter, Keelan Cole, Philip Dursett, Jacoby Myers, Cam Sims. Offensive tackles, Jermaine Illuminor and Brandon Parker. Uh, guards, Cronus Grasso 
and Alex Bars. Edge, Jordan Willis, D lineman, Jordan Jenkins, Jerry Tiller. Linebacker, Robert Spillane. Cornerbacks, Brandon Faxion, David Long, Duke Shelley. Safeties, Marcus Epps, Jaquan Johnson. And the long snapper, Jacob Bobbinmoyer. Wait, they signed the Broncos' long snapper? Cold-blooded. All right, in the round one, they took Tyree Wilson edge out of Texas Tech. Ooh, that's an interesting pairing with Max Crosby. Uh, Round two, Michael Meyer tight end out of Notre Dame. They had a pretty good draft. Byron Young, D-lineman, Alabama. Trey Tucker, wide receiver, Cincinnati, both in the third. In the fourth, they took Jacorion Bennett, cornerback out of Maryland. Aiden O'Connell, quarterback, Purdue. And in the fifth round, they took Christopher Sis, Saki, Georgia. Round six, they took Amari Bernie, linebacker, Florida. And in round seven, they took Nesta Jade Silvetta, defensive tackle, ASU. Forks up. So they opened the season with two road games, Broncos and Bills. They played Pittsburgh at home, then at the Chargers. Two home games, Packers and Pats. Two road games, Lions, uh, Bears and Lions. Uh Two home games against both New York teams. They start with the Giants, then the Jets uh, at Miami, home against Kansas City, a week 13 bye week, late bye week, uh, can sometimes be good, sometimes be bad. Two home games coming out of the bye week, Minnesota and the Chargers, two road games, Chiefs, Colts, and they finish at home against the Denver Broncos. This is under. Uh, under, and I think it's going to get ugly quick. Like, what's the odds for Josh McDaniels gets fired? <laughs> they have, if you look at their team on paper, they have a stacked team. I think <laughs> they have a team that's going to get absolutely pilfered at the uh, trade deadline. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Raiders know that their window is not I, – I get that we're saying – I get we can never say this. In, like, they can never say this in professional football, so I'll go ahead and say it for them. You're not going to win now, Las Vegas. First of all, you have Kansas City. So you're, you're second already. Then you have the Chargers, who Jermaine already said it. Right? They have a great young core built to win now, and they're trying to win now. The Denver Broncos have a guy who's proven that he can coach a team to a Super Bowl in Sean Payton. And a quarterback who's won two Super Bowls and, and, and I believe a couple of MVPs in this league, right? No. One Super Bowl, no MVPs. Yeah. One been, to, been to two. Okay. Yeah. So you have a coach. With a, you have a coach who can win a Super Bowl with a with a quarterback who can who can win a Super Bowl with the right coaching. Let me say that again. Right, your window is not to win now. The Devonte Adams signing was great. The Jimmy Garoppolo signing was great. Josh Jacobs, great. Get him, get rid of him while you can. Yeah, they should trade him all. Your window is five years from now. You should plan for five years from now. In Tyree Wilson's final year of his deal, that's when you should be ready to compete. Am I completely off base in saying that? I think you're off base because it's longer. You got Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert who are going to be relevant for the next 10 years. No, they still got to compete, though. You can still compete with them in your division. Nah. 
this Raiders are firmly entrenched in Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Yeah. And and they should be. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's your solution this year. He's never been a solution. Never. I'm tired of people trying to make Jimmy Garoppolo a thing. It ain't it. It's not happening. So I'll take the ender not to make the playoffs, not to win the division. And then I might put a little money on them to win the Super Bowl. Hey, 6,500. <laughs> hey, man, I'll put five on it. I got five on it. I'm going to go over, no playoffs, win the division, and the Super Bowl. I'm very confused. <laughs> no, under Eric. Yeah. All that to say over. <laughs> no, under. I want I want it under. I'll take the over. All right, so that wraps up our division breakdown. Eric, can you tell us the orders, the choices for all four of us? Uh Wait, so I, that's what I was going to ask you guys. Um, do you both have uh, – because Nevada took Kansas – as is, Kansas, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Is that how you guys want it? Yes. Yeah, I'm going chalk from the year before I am right. for sure. Those are – that. Those, that's the favorite at plus 450. I took Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders at plus 850. Okay. You're – it's just so funny, Nick. My man's rode the Chargers into the sunset last year. Remember, he was all in. Justin Herbert, MVP, uh, Austin Eckler, Offensive Player of the Year, uh, overs on all the props. And here we are again. My man is picking division winner. Listen, you have your Miles Garrett. I have my Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going to stick with them until they win a goddamn Super Bowl. You chill out. I've been on Miles Garrett for eternity. You, This is one year. <laughs> that's not the this same. Is, this is like your Chicago White Sox. Yeah, that's a good comp. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> no, dude, Miles Garrett's since inception of this podcast, Miles Garrett, defensive player of the year, yeah. every year, religiously. <laughs> 100%. Hey, spoiler, guess what I'm taking this year? <laughs> Get ready, kids. It's Miles Garrett. Uh, all right, so I, how do you want to do these props, Eric? You had an um, idea, right? Yeah, so, I mean, I can just share the screen and then um, go through them and you guys tell me what you like, right? Is that cool? Sure, yeah. All right. Let's it's, got my, it's, it's got my little initials. I'm just an overbetter, dude. I just can't bet unders. I don't have I don't have the stomach, dude. No, I don't think none of us have taken an under unless we actually think the teams are going under. Well, yeah, because we we're p- here to pick over unders on win totals, but some some of them we wouldn't bet. All right, you guys got a good view of that. I can't. I don't have the screen on. I'm only using one screen today, so I can't. Yeah, see. that's good. All right, yep. so uh, AFC West player props. I'll go through them with you guys here. Uh, Justin Herbert over under forty four. 4,450.5 passing yards. The over is minus 110. The under is minus 110. Any juice on that for you guys? Yes. Yeah, I want all I want all Justin Turner props or Justin Herbert props. You want over? Overs? Over. Overs, yeah. And his passing touchdowns dude, at 29.5? The, the dude threw for 4,700 yards and 20 and, – and, or 4,700 yards last year with broken ribs. Yeah. What is this line? Yeah, that's a good line, dude. It's good for us. He's never in, in his three years in the league, the lowest yards he's thrown for, and this was in 15 games, by the way, was 4,300 yards. What am I missing here? You're not. I, I'm so I actually just I didn't annotate it, but I'm taking all 
uh, Justin Herbert overs because I have I was gonna I was trying to hide it, but I have Justin Herbert for MVP down here at plus fifteen hundred. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so you have uh, all overs as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think him and Patrick Mahomes duel it out this year. So, oh, it's are you t- awesome? Are you going to take over five thousand yards as well? Yeah. All yeah, right. Okay. So, so twenty twenty one, right? When he when he went to the Pro Bowl, he completed sixty five percent of his passes for over five thousand yards and thirty eight touchdowns. Last year, with broken ribs, he completed sixty eight percent of his passes for forty seven hundred yards. It was absolutely electric like, last year. He's he has broken ribs. And he's completing more passes than the year before. Yeah, he was better. That's what a lot of people are talking about. But his numbers were down because right. he had broken ribs. Right. All right. So we away. Yeah, and you traded him away after you traded everything for him. So make it make sense. Uh, so all Justin Herbert overs. I also have Justin Herbert for MVP. Uh, next is Patrick Mahomes props. His over-unders are set at 4,800 and a half pass yards, 36 and a half pass touchdowns, and then they have the fun over 5,000 yards passing. Uh, just a yes or no question. What are you taking here, Nick? Why? why like, why? Why, I'll why, take, why 4,800 yards? <laughs> I'll take I'll take yes on all of them. I mean, he threw 5,250 last year with a shitbag receiving core and won a Super Bowl. So, And the he year before it, he threw for 4,800 yards. Yeah, he's doing it again. He also has not thrown for less than 38 or 37 touchdowns since 2019. I'm taking all these bets. Yeah. yeah right. What, what are we doing? So, all the overs for Patrick Mahomes, all the overs for Justin Herbert. I picked Justin Herbert to win MVP, but Patrick Mahomes' line is very juicy as well. Uh, the only reason I'm picking Justin Herbert is because Justin Herbert's the new hotness. Uh, next, Russell Wilson over 37, 50 and a half pass yards. If I was taking this, I'm going under. I think Sean Payton is going to run an offense with Russell Wilson that we saw when Drew Brees' shoulder really died out. Oh, baby. Where it was run heavy. It was play action. It was. I thought you were going to say the thing that I was going to, that I was going to call on. No, no. I'm I'm talking about he's going to dink and dunk. He's going to make clean, efficient throws. He's going to move the sticks, and they're going to run the football and play great defense. So I'm going – if I had to, I'd go under on Russell Wilson. Okay, so I'll bring, I'll bring you back to the 2021 New Orleans Saints, Jermaine. You remember this team fondly. The quarterback duo of Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill, which I'd say could pro- would probably – if you combine those two, you probably have a, a, a quarterback who is alike Russell Wilson. Would you, would you, would you agree? You'd have Lamar Jackson if you combined them. Yeah, probably, yes. But okay, then age them by fucking. I mean, they were they were friggin' twenty nine and a half years old. So there you go. These quarterbacks <laughs> in two thousand one were twenty twenty one. Was that right? Nine and eight, and they were nine yes. and three. Oh, these quarterbacks were nine and three. These two quarterbacks they combined. For 2,000 yards in these 2,000 yards, 18 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Right? Right. Neither of these quarterbacks are Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson last year in the same Broncos offense in 15 games threw for 3,500 yards and 16 touchdowns. Yeah, but is Russell Wilson Russell Wilson? 
I think he is with a coach influence. I, I I'm I'm gonna back Russell Wilson and I'm I'm gonna say the over. I'm gonna say the over on pass yards. Man, though. I ain't taking nothing, Russell Wilson. You, you can have it. So so I took both overs. One because he's on my fantasy team. Two, I'm gonna go ahead and repeat this like I did all last year. He's a system quarterback. Lucky for everybody, he's getting the best system coach ever. Minus Bill Belichick. So, yeah, I think it's going to work out, and I think he's going to ball out this year. Sounds biased. Very. Plus, it's plus overs plus 120. On the pass yards, I'm going to take the juice over the minus 140. I wouldn't take any of them, but I don't trust Russell Wilson. Austin Eckler, can I interest you? I'm taking over touchdowns. Uh, Eckler was hurt last year, wasn't he? No, he he was RB3 last year. 1,000-yard rusher with 13 touchdowns. Uh, and then whatever he does in the passing game every what year. Am I, like, what am I missing on this? <laughs> well, he every, was 900-something rush yards, yeah. Yeah, but every year that he's played, I, I will oh, – Yeah, like – I'm taking Eckler if, over if, rushing touchdowns. If, if if you give Eckler 17 games, he's averaging 13 touchdowns and 941 yards. I'm taking the over on both. All right. So you're taking uh, – did you take the over on Russell Wilson touchdowns? Uh, over on Russell Wilson passing yards. I'm not taking touchdowns. Yeah, I didn't think so. All right. Uh, no Pacheco, no Adams, no Sutton. I I don't – What's it said at fifteen hundred? Oh, the over fifteen hundred yards for for Devonte Adams. Man, Devonte Adams thirteen hundred yards under looks really really good. I would say so. Yeah, I'm not taking it, but are you taking that? I'll take it. Yeah. All right. Uh, you are take. Uh, so I'm not taking any Cortland Sutton. I am taking Jerry Judy over receiving yards over touchdowns. Do we have Tim Patrick on here? Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Uh, any Judy, any Tony, any Allen, any Williams, any Johnston? Uh, I want to believe in uh, Tim Patrick. Give me the Tim Patrick over 525. All right. So, N-O. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. He's on your fantasy team. Yeah. yeah, and I believed in him in last year, not to give him up. So. Yeah, so for Mike Williams, I'm taking over on the receiving touchdowns. For Travis Kelsey, I'm taking over yards and over tutties. Uh, the Khalil Mack over over. Give me Khalil Mack over sacks. Khalil Mack now with the with the drafting of Tyree Wilson, he can focus on the thing that he does best. Khalil Mack's with the Chargers, brother. Oh, is he? Okay, good. He can focus on the thing he does best. He had, <laughs> he, had, he, had, he had eight sacks with the Chargers last year. Yes, that is correct. That's why the line is 7.75. Right. I think he'll have more. More? Okay. Any MVP or defensive player of the year bets? And that Patrick Mahomes one looks good. You want you want Patty? Patty won it last year? Yeah. No, I don't think he goes back-to-back. He played better than Jalen Hurst at the end of the season. It's cheating. 
No, I'm not. I'm not going to take that. I'm not going to take Patty. No Russell Wilson MVP votes. Plus forty five hundred. I do like the Russell Wilson. Ah, uh, no, I don't. Never mind. No, nope, but I don't like anything. What about uh, Russell Wilson comeback player of the nope, year? That's what I was thinking, but no. <laughs> All right, so that wraps up our props. Um, I'll just read through it real quick. So Justin Herbert over pass yards, pass touchdowns, and over 5,000 yards. Nick and I are both on that. Mahomes, similar concept, over yards, over touchdowns, over 5,000 passing yards. We're all on that. Nick has Russell Wilson over 3,750. Nick has Austin Eckler over 775 and a half rush yards. We both have the over uh, touchdowns on Eckler, eight and a half. Nick has the under on Devontae Adams, 1,300 yards. I just don't bet unders, but that's a great bet. Jerry Judy, I have both overs, over yards, over touchdowns, 875 and five and a half, respectively. Um, Shocked nobody took Keenan Allen, but I took Mike Williams over five and a half receiving touchdowns. Kelsey, over yards, over tutties. Nick has over yards for uh, Tim Patrick. I have Joey Bosa over 9.75 sacks. Nick has Khalil Mack over 7.75. So that means we're both going to be wrong. And I'll take Justin Herbert at plus 1,500 for MVP. Good luck. (laughs) I think Justin Herbert's going to ball this year, dude. I have a good feeling. And so so you know podcast motto. So anybody that's on the fence about these Justin Herbert bets, if Nick's stats didn't impress you enough – Keep in mind, Kellen Moore is the new OC there, and uh, we saw what he did with shitty ass Dak, and they aired it out. So he's got much more. He's got a bigger arm, better talent, better vision. He's a better quarterback in general, top to bottom. So if in two Moore- years, in two years, if I'm not mistaken, Kellen Moore had the number one offense and the number four offense. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like the Chargers were pushovers. Uh, they just got complacent with what they were doing, and they needed to change. And I think it's going to be great. So I would ride any Justin Herbert overs. Um, Keenan Allen eats every year. He performs every year. He gets hated on for some reason. Can't miss on any of that. Uh, and then that rookie, Quincy Johnson, there's people already talking about him making a move for Mike Williams to spot at number two, which I don't think is going to happen, but he's impressing already. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. So that brings us to the end of the podcast. Uh, don't forget podcast model fade us. So I have, you know, I have, um, Sorry, lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, by, by the way, Mike Williams is not getting taken over at two because Mike Williams is one of the funniest human beings I've ever met in person. Is he? Uh, in fact, I was on a tour giving him a tour of one of our ships, uh, and he asked me how much a tank cost. I said, I don't know, $25 million. He said, shit, I don't got tank money yet. <laughs> <laughs> him, him and uh, what was it, Jordan Palmer? No, it was someone else. No, it was somebody who's not on the team anymore. It was the last name was Palmer, though. Maybe I don't remember what the dudes. I just remember being like, "Yo, that's Mike Williams who who said I ain't got tank money yet." <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. All right, so I forgot what I was going to say. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Podcast Room Three Zero Three. You guys got any last uh, nickels? Another for me. No, sir. All right. So for Jermaine and Nick as, and EPE, as always, we'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. <laughs>